Welcome back to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free, so we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season four. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 4, Enter the Demon. It originally aired on October 18, 2001, and had 5.74 million viewers. So we open on a pretty intense scene. We are in the manor, in the basement. It's the morning time, and Cole and Phoebe are training martial arts together. He ends up on top of her, and she's like, if you wanted to be on top, all you had to do was ask. And we hear Paige laughing and we cut to her sitting on the stairs and Phoebe gets up and asks what she's doing down there. She's like, shouldn't you be upstairs studying for Piper's quiz? She says, well, I was kind of hoping to go a couple rounds with a demon first. Phoebe says, I should tell you, Piper takes her witchcraft quizzes very seriously. You better be prepared. What's the subject? And Paige says, potion basics. Phoebe's like, ew. Well, You've got to start somewhere. She's like, I know it's just all book learning. And Cole comes up to Phoebe, says her name, and then walks away. Phoebe's like, Paige, Piper and I had to learn to be witches the hard way. And it took, well, it took too long. We need you to get there faster. Our lives might depend on it. She says, appealing to my conscience. Such a low blow. I just want to know when the fun stuff starts. And she gets up and leaves. Then Phoebe turns to Cole and says, so where were we? He says, training. She starts touching his chest. She's like, come on, Cole. You were gone a whole week. That is seven long, lonely nights. And he like takes her hands off of him and is like, I was on a fact-finding mission. We can't ignore what I learned. She's like, yeah, I know. The source wants us dead. He's like, no, you don't know. He needs you dead. Ever since we escaped, factions have been forming to challenge him. He must finish what he started if he expects to survive, which means that you need to be prepared. And he picks up a sword and says, hand-to-hand combat is too safe. Sword fighting teaches confidence, intensity. You need to learn to fight like a demon, Phoebe. Training must come before everything, including us. Are you ready? She says, do I have a choice? And he swings the sword at her. She ducks and then starts to pull hers out of its sheath. Weren't lying. Quite an intense scene to start on. I do love this, though. You know, we see what the new situation is. Paige becoming a little more comfortable being there. Phoebe training a little harder for the source. So like we had assumed last episode, he's going to be a big factor in this season. The whole Piper quiz thing. I think it's cute. I think it's funny, um, enjoyable. I don't know if Phoebe's like being sarcastic about, oh, Piper takes her quizzes very seriously. Because how would Phoebe know? Yeah, I was about to say like, (laughs) we've never seen that before. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that was some sort of sarcastic thing or just trying to get her to focus on it or what, but. Maybe it was like one of those things where like, do you remember when we were little, I would like make you guys play school with me and I would be the teacher and like give you tests and stuff. Maybe Piper was like that when she was little. 
I wouldn't doubt it. I do remember that vividly, actually. We used to have so much fun with it. Yeah. Wow. You just unlocked a whole old memory for me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but I do, I really like, um, you know, that aspect. I think it's funny. I think it's cute that this is the way they're kind of choosing to get Paige involved in the witchcraft by kind of like Piper quizzing her, which I'll comment more on when we see that later on. I also really like the Phoebe and Cole dynamic here. I like how intense he is. It feels in character, even though like we're not used to seeing him be this way with Phoebe, because he's really prioritizing her safety and her training, which we know Phoebe's the type to kind of mess around. So it's really a fun dynamic to play with. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I definitely, and I can't lie, like, seeing this side of Cole, it's hot. Like, I miss seeing that, you know? Yeah, as is his, his toplessness here. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Oh, the other thing I wanted to point out in this scene, when he talks about factions forming to challenge the source, I guess this means that the source isn't an ultimate power. It's a position, right? So someone else could take him down and I guess then take on that position. Yeah, I was kind of curious about that too, because I mean, we never really had that confirmation about the source or really knew exactly what his position was. But if it's taking so many people or like factions are forming where like a bunch of people have to team up against him, like how exactly does that work? Um, how are they going to take him down? And if that's the case, does someone else become in charge? Or is it just like a free-for-all? Like, there's so many questions that we don't know about getting rid of the source, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I remember the only other time I think that came up was kind of when they were talking about last season, when Cole said like, oh, the triad was after the source or whatever, so. Right. Another thing that kind of confuses me about that is like, the source is the one that's been sending all these demons after the charmed ones. Wouldn't that mean like, like if it were complete opposites, wouldn't that mean like the elders are the ones sending the charmed ones after evil? So wouldn't yeah. the source want to come after someone like their level? Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole power dynamic is a little bit confusing here. I totally agree. And I think it's one of those things we just have to accept for plot's sake. Yeah, it probably is. It's just like so funny when you think about it, like some of the illogical things here. Yeah. So then we move on to this like monastery garden and we see a masked man pull a sword out from his belt, hiding behind a bush. And we see this old man sits kind of praying in front of this statue as the masked man watches him. And then he sneaks over towards the man and the old man opens his eyes and closes them again like he knows he's there. Then a masked woman appears and the two start sword fighting and do a lot of flips and jumps and just fighting each other. And eventually she wins and cuts the man's mask off and then removes hers. And she's like, Yen Lo, this is how you repay my father after all he's taught you, everything we gave you. Yen Lo says, what did he give me, Enling? I was supposed to replace him, but he passed me over for you. And then the father says, Yen Lo, you've took everything you've learned from here and used it for your own gain. You've brought disgrace upon yourself and our monastery. Now leave us and never return. Then An Ling says, you heard my father. And Yen Lo says, I'm going to kill him, An Ling. And then I'm going to kill you. 
you can't stop me. You're half the student I was. And then he draws his sword and goes to attack again, but she stabs him in the stomach. And he says, you think this is the end? We're just getting started. And then he dives into this fountain and disappears into the water. I know. So obviously this is going to be important for this episode. I like that we're doing this whole little like uh, Chinese monastery kind of thing. I feel like it's not really something that we've had too much of before. I think the closest to the Chinese uh, reference and their spirituality references, we've only had that really in like what season one when the ghost came along. Yes. I don't remember his name. Mark. Yes, exactly. So I think it's cool that we have something else kind of referencing that. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're bringing in this other culture and kind of making magical connections to some spiritual beliefs. I didn't look much into it, so I don't know how close this is to true like Zen master beliefs and this type of spirituality that I know is actually present in Chinese culture. So again, I'm not sure how much research they went in, how well done this is, or whether this is just white people doing what they want with other cultures. Mm -hmm. So I won't comment too much on it, but I will say just here, I don't know how accurate it is, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. Yeah, absolutely. But I do like these characters that we're being introduced to. I think it's an interesting dynamic right off the bat that obviously these two students trained under... Anling's father and now Anling has obviously been chosen to take over whatever his position is in their community and this guy's not okay with that and he somehow magically escapes death right yeah we don't quite understand exactly how it is that he is able to do that but we do get a little bit of background here on kind of their dynamic and the situation that they're in which I do like and I'm very interested to see where they're going with this Yes. And I will say the choreography of the fight scene here is really good, too. Agreed. So after that, we have the theme. Then we're at the manor in the kitchen, and Piper is quizzing Paige about potion ingredients, and Paige is just, like, eating a lollipop and isn't really taking it seriously. And Piper's like, Paige, this isn't like Trig. It's not like you're never going to use it again. If you blow a potion, innocent people could die. Did you study at all for this test? She says, well, I started to last night. It's just this friend from work came over and she knew this bouncer at this club and I'm sorry. And Piper says, it's okay. I was single once. Why don't you study tonight? She's like, I can't. I have a guy coming over here and we're going out. Piper's like, here, what's wrong with your place? She's like, "Uh, this place is slightly more impressive than mine. She's like, look, Paige, I really really want to be the cool big sister, but this is absolutely ridiculous. You have no priorities. She says, that is not true. I've left work to fight demons. That's why I have to go out tonight. The boss's son is in town for the weekend. Piper's like, and you think showing him a good time is going to improve your career standing? And she's like, well, yeah. And she's like, all right, listen to me very carefully. There is nothing more important than learning your craft right now. We could be attacked at any moment. And Paige is like, then why am I stuck here reading? I should be learning how to body slam sweaty demons like Phoebe. She says, Phoebe's been at this a lot longer than you. Trust me, be patient and study hard. And one day you will get a big sweaty demon of your own. And Piper gets up and Paige asks where she's going. And she says, Chinatown, I need to stock up on some of these herbs. 
Then Paige asks if she can come. She needs to get her nails done. And Piper says, you need to work on your potions. Paige is like, come on. And she's like, Paige, don't make me the Wicked Witch of the Northwest. I didn't ask for this big sister gig. And frankly, it sucks. But since I'm on a roll, you should get rid of that lollipop habit too, because it's going to rot your teeth. And Paige rolls her eyes and Piper leaves. So this whole scene, again, very adorable, very like, I would say less sistery and more like mother-daughtery. And I'm loving it. Like, I think it works so well. We see Piper again, kind of falling into that older sister role that she's supposed to play. And then Paige being that younger, like not really knowing exactly what's going on, kind of a role that I think it just, it works very well for me, this dynamic between the two of them. And I like it, you know, they, they clash a little bit, but they still get along. And I think it's very cute. Yeah, it very much gives early Prue and Phoebe vibes. It totally does. It's like the same exact kind of thing, except obviously in a different way. But you do sense that same kind of energy between them. And then Piper working so hard to just like, you need to learn, you need to learn. And like, again, we kind of see Piper using her emotions in different ways. Like, you know, we saw the sadness, we saw the anger, and now we see her kind of just like focusing all her energy into like teaching Paige and trying to learn to fight the source. Do I think that it's a bit of a quick leap from last episode where we saw her so intensely fighting after demons and everything like that? Yes, a little bit. However, we did see that big change from her at the end where she finally kind of accepted that place and maybe is moving forward. I guess it's not that huge of a leap because we do see that she still is focused, but now more on the source than just like using demons to avoid her feelings, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think she's kind of prioritized the source and Paige's training here. First of all, I just want to comment, Piper with glasses, adorable, love that. Mm -hmm. But also, I like the way she's really stepping into this, I have to be the head sister. I have to be the witch in charge now that Prue's gone. So she's really taking that responsibility and really doing her best to teach Paige. And I like the way that she does try to be understanding. She's like, I was single once, I get it, but like you do need to focus. Yeah, absolutely. And that she like fully admits here that like, listen, this is not a job I asked for. And frankly, I'm not a big fan of it, you know, but still she's there for it. She's going to do what she needs to do. And Paige over there just kind of like being the like, oh, I don't really care, mom kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Paige is very much giving angsty teen and her like little lollipop thing throughout the episode does not help with the whole like they're trying to portray Paige as like this childish, immature young girl, right? Right. And I feel like it's a little bit of a switch up from like the other vibes we got from her. Definitely got that same general like younger kind of not really in her role yet, not really have herself figured out yet kind of vibe from her. But this does feel like they're kind of putting her more into like a childish role. Yeah, I feel like in the other episodes, we saw Paige in kind of this more like wise, more grown up type of role. Like, yes, there was a little bit of wildness to her, but she felt a lot more established. I feel like they're kind of reversing her character and kind of playing with what they want to do with her, which I mean, 
it's fine because it's still very early on, but I definitely am seeing a little bit of a switch between the first three episodes and how we're seeing her now. Absolutely. Especially when we see kind of further on between her and Phoebe, the way that they go about that in the episode, I think it definitely shows a little more of that like difference in her portrayal, you know, in the way they're trying to present her. Yes. And I'm also wondering if this is something that's going to stick with her character or if this is going to be for this episode and then we'll see her chains again later on. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to keep that in mind. So now we go back to the basement and we see Cole and Phoebe are sword fighting and he knocks her into the stairs and she tells him that she thinks she twisted her ankle. Cole then tells her to stand up and she's like, I just need a timeout. And he's like, the source won't give you a timeout when you ask. Now get up. And she's like, I said that I can't. Jeez, Cole, what's the matter with you? And he says, demons worship strength, power, and nothing else. To beat the source, you have to channel all of your energy into your strength, including pain. And she gets up and he goes to help her. And she's like, let go of me. I can do it. And he's like, I don't want anything to happen to you. Then she holds up the sword and says, let's go. I'm ready. And they go back to fighting. So here, like, I don't like that we see, like, this kind of, I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I get it. But, like, I totally understand where Phoebe's kind of like, Jesus, like, what the hell? Calm down, you know, because of this side of Cole. But I do think it's very cute the way that he's, like, sees it as kind of like he's doing it because he knows that demons won't show her any mercy and he just desperately wants her to be prepared. Yeah, and I think it kind of mirrors the scene we just saw with, Page and Piper in a way in that when you're in the role of kind of like the teacher sometimes you have to show a little bit of that tough love Mm -hmm. do I think Cole's being a little too intense with her yes personally of course because at the end of the day Phoebe is your girlfriend she's not your I don't even know subordinate whatever we want to call it so it is a little uh, to watch him be like that with her But like you said, I do get why he's doing it. He's trying to prepare her. He knows what demons are like. He's met the source. He knows what she's up against and he wants to do whatever he can to keep her safe and make sure she's prepared for this. Right, absolutely. But like you said, I do think that he is going a little bit over the top with her a little more than necessary. Mm -hmm. And clearly seeing a lot of them like doing this whole fighting and everything, I assume it's going to... um, kind of play into the episode a little bit whether or not that means you know it's helping her to fight against someone with a sword maybe or just kind of teaching her the practices that we will be seeing again later hopefully oh so could it be a little foreshadowing exactly that's what I'm wondering so then we go back to the monastery and Anne Lang and her father are walking she says I need to stay here I need to protect you from Yen Lo He says, you cannot protect me from him, not where he's gone. Only the dragon blade can stop him now. And he hands her a letter and says, take this to Master Quan. He's an old friend. He'll understand. She says, but what if Yen Lo finds you first? He says, then you will become master and you will know what to do. And Ling, I did not pass over Yen Lo because you were my daughter. I did so because you are the superior student. Now hurry before he comes back. I'll follow you in the shadows. And she runs off and he leaves too. And we see Yen Lo in like the water of the fountain, like his reflection there. So I really like this kind of energy between this father and daughter here. Like he seems very 
kind of what you'd imagine from a Zen master, I guess, just very calm, very much like, you know, whatever is meant to happen will happen. Here's what I believe we need to do. But I'm not going to say that, you know, one outcome needs to happen versus the other. I kind of like that energy and that dynamic where you can see that she's still young and not quite where he's at yet, you know, even though she's training to be his successor. Yeah. And I like that, again, we're having this teacher-student dynamic come up again, this mentor-mentee relationship. So now we have three of them set up in this episode. And I think this is probably the healthiest one we're seeing so far in that there's no tension between these two. The only tension that exists is that obviously Anling wants to keep her father safe. Exactly. I do like that they kind of like tend to keep comparisons pretty similar in this show. Um, especially in this episode, we see like all three dynamics kind of being the same way. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we know that Yenlo is still there in the water somehow. So I wonder how that's gonna kind of affect the episode and what this dragon blade they're going to find is for. Right, exactly. So then we move back to the manor and we're in the kitchen now. And we see Paige is making a potion and just kind of having fun with ingredients that she's throwing in and then leo walks in and asks what she's doing and she's like oh you know i'm just preparing for the source and he says oh is he coming over for dinner and she's like no piper's got me mixing potions why i don't know phoebe gets to fight phoebe gets to levitate i get to cook and he's like you know your sister's active powers took a long time to develop and phoebe's been studying martial arts for years and she's like, yeah, but we're magic. We should be able to skip over all that crap. And Leo says there's no shortcuts, even with magic. Anyway, you're half white lighter, which means you're half pacifist. You may never develop the power to fight like Phoebe. And then the potion starts bubbling, and he tells her to check it, and then he leaves. And then Paige kind of says to herself, just once, I'd like to know what it's like to be Phoebe and be able to kick some serious ass. And then she throws some ingredient into the potion and then smoke comes out and she falls to the floor while these white orbs leave her body. I really like the quippiness of this scene. I like their interaction. It's really cute. I don't think Paige is much of a pacifist, though. We saw her punch somebody in the face last episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely not falling into the pacifist category, I'd say. I mean, not quite seeing it so far, but I do like that, you know, she seems to be fitting in kind of comfortably with Leo and that they have like a good little energy between them too. I think that's a good start to a new developing relationship and getting to see him and her interact. Like, you know, we see Phoebe and his closeness. We see obviously Piper and him are married and I'd like to see kind of another relationship form between him and Paige. Yeah, definitely. I also like here, obviously, her only seeing the fun part of what's going on with Phoebe. Like we obviously see Phoebe is not having the best time with this training, but to Paige, it's like, that seems so much more fun than what I'm doing, even though obviously every part of magic, every part of their developing their craft and being ready for battle is important, whether that be potions, spells, or fighting. Right, absolutely. Yeah, she definitely is kind of having a one-track mind right now and not really understanding the uh, entirety of the situation, which, you know, despite everyone trying to tell her, it seems like it's one of those things that she probably needs to learn for herself, you know? Yeah, definitely. 
And I wonder what went wrong with this spell. Yeah, I know. Curious to see. So then we cut to the basement where we see Phoebe is knocked to the floor and the white orb from Paige goes into her and then one comes out of her. She sits up and looks around and says, how did I get down here? And Cole says, never drop your guard. And he starts to hand her the sword, but she like crawls away and hides behind the punching bag. He's like, what is wrong with you, Phoebe? She's like, what did you just call me? He's like, you really took a shot if you can't remember your name. And she like looks down at herself and realizes, and she's like, I am so screwed. He's like, are you okay? She's like, no. I mean, yes, just wait here and runs off. And he's like, I told you no unscheduled breaks during training. She says, I am training. I'm doing stairs. And Cole is so annoyed. (laughs) I love this scene. So obviously we see that, you know, Paige's soul or whatever went into Phoebe's body. And we can assume that Phoebe is now in Paige's body, which is pretty funny, pretty interesting. I like seeing this between them. Um, and kind of her reaction to the whole thing it's definitely very funny do I think it's a little bit um, like I said or like we were talking about before it almost seems like she's being played off very childlike like crawling over to the punching bag was very unnecessary I think and the way that Phoebe imitates her in this like little high-pitched like squeaky kind of voice is like well that's not even what Paige sounds like regularly you know (laughs) yeah it's giving very much like flashbacks to once upon a time when Phoebe and Prue became children normally I really like when Alyssa takes on different roles but I don't love her portrayal of Paige in this episode me neither it just doesn't feel very accurate to me and I think that's really the problem with it um Like, don't get me wrong, she's great at what she does, but do I think that it really fits in well with how Paige really acts? No, I wouldn't say so. Like, I think Rose does a really good job at portraying Phoebe. I don't think Alyssa does a really good job at portraying Paige. I definitely agree. And we'll see that more as we continue on. Yeah. So then back up in the kitchen, Phoebe is waking up in Paige's body. And then Paige walks in and she jumps seeing herself Paige is like don't worry Phoebe it's me Paige we switched bodies and Phoebe and Paige's body is like what what did you do and Paige is like why do you automatically assume it was something that I did and she's like Paige and Paige is like all right all right I did it but it was an accident I swear I just wanted to know what it was like to be you and somehow the potion I was working on just sort of blew up and Phoebe's like you wanted to be me are you crazy okay, okay, we got to fix this. What ingredients did you use? And Paige is like, I'm not sure. Just please don't tell Piper. She already thinks I'm a screw up as it is. And she's like, hello, Paige, we are in each other's bodies. I think Piper is the least of our problems. Then Paige looks down sad and Phoebe's like, okay, fine. I won't tell her. Now wipe that look off my face. And Paige is like, thanks. And Paige is like, God, this top is tight. And Phoebe's like, yeah, but it sure looks great. And that's when Cole comes in and asks if she's ready to get back at it. And Phoebe, as Paige, says, yeah, just a minute, sweetie. And Cole's like, not you, I'm talking to Phoebe. Then Paige starts to say yes, but then Phoebe says that she needs her up there. 
and says, she has to help me with a potion. It blew up in my face. And Cole's like, is that true? And then they both nod. And Cole's like, so let me ask you something, Phoebe. Why did you ask me to train you? I mean, why are we wasting our time? And Phoebe in Paige's body is like, you're not wasting your time, Cole. Phoebe told me how much she's learning. And he's like, I'm sorry, Paige. This is between me and Phoebe. If it's more important to you to help out in the kitchen than to train for the source, then you don't have what it takes to vanquish him. So please let me know when that changes. And then he shimmers out. And Phoebe's like, if we don't fix this soon, I'm going to perm your hair. And Paige looks down all sad. So I think this is a really good, fun scene. Um, one thing I have to comment on, what the fuck is Cole's sweatshirt? It's I like know. this white zip up with nothing under it. I just... It's a very interesting look. <laughs> I don't like it. But yeah, like I'm saying, I don't really think Alyssa is doing the best job at portraying Paige in this scene. I do think the dialogue's working. I do like the way that, you know, Paige is kind of convincing her to keep it a secret from Piper because she doesn't want to get in trouble. I like the way they're interacting with Cole here and the way like Phoebe goes to interact with him. And he's like, oh, this is between me and Phoebe. Right. Absolutely. I feel like even reading this, though, I'm going to be getting so confused. <laughs> but I do think it's funny. I do enjoy this whole scene and like the dynamic between them, like you said, the energy and the conversation. Again, yeah, uh, Phoebe's portrayal of Paige is not really giving Paige. I think it could be done a little bit differently. Like, it almost seems like a like one of those like cringy tiktokers who like do those like acting challenges like that's how Alyssa is like acting to me you know yeah but either way I do understand kind of what they're going for and I still do like the way that it's you know turning out yeah me too so question would you want to switch bodies with me <laughs> would I want to switch bodies with you and if it happened how would you feel about it <laughs> Here's the thing. I think you're beautiful. I think you have an amazing personality. <laughs> However, would I want to switch with you when I know that you are kind of going through certain things that I wouldn't want to have to feel right now? <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> However, would I choose to do it because I'm your sister and I would want to take any pain you're feeling away from you? Of course. You know what I mean? So, kind of a hit or miss there. But how would you feel? Honestly, I think it would be very fun to be you for a day. <laughs> oh, what it is to be young again. <laughs> yeah, I'd be younger. Um, I don't know. I also just, like, I feel like you're a lot more, like, carefree and not as anxious as I am all the time. So, I feel like it would be very fun to just, like, be you for a day it can definitely be fun here's the thing that I've always said to people I'm because people tend to say that to me where they're like oh you know you seem to be a little more carefree like doesn't you know whatever and I'm like yeah I guess that is the case where I do portray that and of course in some ways that can be true but I do have like horrendous anxiety like where I literally ended up in the hospital from like panic attacks you know what I mean like where I yeah. can't even feel my limbs like I do have issues I just think that I am one of those people who's able to do a better job at concealing those things you know 
where as I feel like you have a little bit of a harder time kind of confronting those things and not like I think you just take things to heart a lot harder than I do you know what I mean yeah I also just think like you're a lot more outgoing than I am so I think that's part of why like you come across more that way because like you put yourself out there a lot more like you talk a lot more you're a lot more like willing to try new things like go all these places and do all this stuff whereas I'm kind of like oh if I do this like right you know I think if I went in your body it would be like a hassle because you have like such a like you're a teacher you're such a like profound speaker writer things like that like all the you have all this knowledge that like I don't have and I feel like if someone were to ask me a question and I'd have to like pretend to give a just answer like I (laughs) here's the secret to being me I bullshit my way through life do I know things yes but do I know everything no (laughs) it's like it's like we'll see later in the episode where like Piper's trying to be someone else and she's like one with the universe like that would be me trying to give an answer as you like (laughs) I swear to god I would be like I have no idea what to say right now I'm just gonna go lay down (laughs) but I do think that's really funny to think about (laughs) yeah so then we're at a Chinatown shop and Ann Ling is talking to the cashier She says, please just listen to me. You have no idea how important this is to me. Then Piper walks in as the cashier is telling her to come back later. And she says she can't. He tells her that the dagger is a family heirloom and it's not for sale. And she's trying to explain that she doesn't want to buy it and that all the info is in the note, but he tells her that he doesn't read Chinese. Then Piper asks him for wormwood and Ann Ling says that her father said that his father would give her the blade. He says his father's out of town until Tuesday and she can come back then. Then he turns to like help Piper instead and we see Anne Ling jump up onto the counter and take the blade and he yells and Piper freezes the room but she doesn't freeze and jumps through the window and starts walking down the alley. So I like here as our kind of like perfect timing moment where it's one of those like okay it's got to be like destiny that brought these two together. And Piper, of course, is there to witness her doing this motion. And that's kind of how they get involved with each other. Aside from that, I don't really, like, I think that's probably the most important part of this scene. Yeah, I mean, I like the chaos. I like the dynamics here. But like you said, it's really just setting up our main storyline, which is obviously going to connect and Ling with the Charmed Ones. Exactly. So then we move to an alleyway. And Piper follows after Anne Ling and says, hey... And then when Anling doesn't stop, she blows up a garbage can in front of her. And Anling turns around and is like, who are you? Then her father comes out of this door out of nowhere. And <laughs> in a puddle below him, we can see Yenlo's reflection. Then Anling tells her dad that she has the blade. And Yenlo comes out of the puddle and stabs her father and says, like I said, we're just getting started. Then he takes her father and they both go into the puddle and Anling drops to the floor while Piper runs over to her like, what the hell's going on, you know? Yes. So again, I like this kind of setup of, uh, you know, what our plot's going to be for this episode. I like kind of Piper's energy of trying to get Anling's attention and 
we can see that they're probably going to end up working together, seeing as how Yen Lo now has her father and has stabbed him, which is he going to die or what's going to happen here? And I think it's interesting the way this scene kind of starts with Piper assuming probably that Anling is who she's supposed to stop, right? Because she witnesses her stealing something. But when that whole like interaction with Yenlo happens, obviously she sees that that might not be the case. Exactly. I like that Piper's first move this time isn't to just like blow her up. Her move is to like stop her and ask questions first to figure things out because if it were last episode Piper, she probably would have just went right yeah, for it. gone for it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're back at the manor in the living room, and Piper and Leo are sitting with Anne Ling, drinking tea, and she starts explaining that Yenlo was a powerful disciple, but he used my father's teachings for evil. That's why my father passed him over for master, and because he did, Yenlo swore vengeance on him. And Leo says... But didn't you say you stabbed Yenlo when he first attacked? She says, yes, but he used his knowledge of the teachings to escape before he died. And Piper asks where he escaped to. She says, to a place where souls pass on their way to reincarnation. It's a mystical region between life and death. Leo says it's limbo. And Ling says, Yenlo somehow figured out a way to hide there. And Piper says, but if you stabbed him, and Leo says metaphysical and magical laws are amplified in Limbo. As long as he stays there, his moon will never advance. He can literally cheat death forever. And Enling says, that's why I took the dragon blade. It has the power to trap human souls. Now it's the only way to save my father. Piper asks if she thinks he's still alive. And she says that Yenlo doesn't want to kill her father. He wants to punish him. Holding him in Limbo does that. It keeps his soul from being reborn. And she asks if Anling knows how to get to Limbo. And she says, no, I never mastered that skill. She says, well, then we'll have to figure out our own way and calls for her sisters. Anling says she can't let them do that. She says, I know you're powerful witches, but I can't put you in danger. Yenlo will be coming for me next. Piper says, all the more reason you should be here where it's safe. She says, no place is safe for Yenlo. He can use any surface of water as a portal. And Phoebe and Paige walks in and Leo says, maybe, but he can only stay in our world for short periods. Otherwise his wound will ultimately kill him. And Paige accidentally introduces herself, then says she's Phoebe. And Piper looks at them weird, then asks Phoebe to take Paige to the water main to shut it off. And Paige kind of has to direct her. And they walk off, and Piper is going to look in the Book of Shadows for another way to get to Limbo. So here, I really like this kind of, like, whole setup. I mean, it is a lot of just kind of explaining the situation, which I do feel is necessary for this part of the episode. I don't think it feels like too much, you know, exposition or anything. I think it's good. I don't know how much experience we have about Limbo, like how much we've uh, seen it in this show before I mean I guess with the whole Mark episode we kind of saw him with this unfinished business and same with Charlene where we saw her with some sort of unfinished business but we didn't see this like limbo phase for them yeah I think it's kind of this idea that right because they had unfinished business they turned into ghosts but I think the ones that go to limbo are typically ones 
who don't have unfinished business, but are somewhere between life and whatever comes next, whether that be like in their beliefs, the reincarnation or going to heaven or whatever the case may be. Right. Absolutely. That, yeah, I guess that does make sense. Is this our first hearing of limbo? I think it is. I think this is our first one. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, I mean, you know, not to spoil, but we do hear about limbo again in this show. I definitely want to keep in mind if they kind of keep the same ideas about it, you know? Definitely. And I like the way that, you know, Piper obviously wants to help and Ling seems a little unsure about bringing them into danger. I like the little bits of Paige and Phoebe kind of not knowing what to do because they're in each other's bodies and trying to keep it a secret. I think that was comedic and really worked there at the end. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that worked really well. I like seeing kind of, you know, their energy with each other and you can see Piper a little bit confused, but not as focused on it. And then of course we see that kind of almost like a similarity between the the sisters and Anling, where like Anling is very protective. She's protective over her family, just like the sisters are. So I like seeing that dynamic, you know, that mentor-student dynamic where now they have Piper as kind of the mentor dealing with Anne Ling, who's kind of the student, but also, you know, still knows a lot. So I like that they kind of combine the two. Yeah, I think that's a really strong point, too. I didn't even think about that kind of dynamic for the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. So then we move to Limbo. And we see that there's thunder, lightning, dark clouds. It's like a desert wasteland not very inviting and Anling's father is there tied to a tree and Yen Lo is there and he says it's amazing how our wounds stop bleeding down here isn't it then he grabs the father's wound and says see it doesn't even hurt and then the father says this place was not meant for us to stay Yen Lo and he says tell me about it I always expected the entrance to reincarnation to be a nice river or even pearly gates The last thing I expected to see was a big sucking hole. And we see like this dark, swirly portal over by this cave. And the father says, it's never too late for redemption. If you enter that vortex, you'll cleanse your soul. Start life fresh. And Yen Lo's like, yeah, as a tapeworm or maybe even a dung beetle. I know how karma works. Besides, I've worked too hard in this life to give it all up now. And the father says, you're evil, Yen Lo. You have nothing in this life. He says, I have you, which means now your student reject has a purpose. I figure why stop at just one Zen master when I can rid the world of two or 20 or a hundred, all of their wisdom and magic lost forever in limbo. Now that's evil. And then he starts laughing and the father says, and I, and have I not taught you that you can never escape your karma? No one can. He says, but then again, nobody's ever escaped from limbo before, have they? The father asks how he did it. He says, I see no water as a portal to return to earth. And Yen Lo says that he was worried about that at first, but then he remembered that every cloud has a nice, wet, watery lining. Then he takes a deep breath and floats up in the air towards the clouds to find Anne Ling and kill her. So even though this is all exposition, I actually really enjoy this scene. I think usually when villains give big, long speeches like this, I'm like, oh, shoot me now. But here I actually really enjoyed what he was saying because it wasn't what I was expecting. 
Like his plan and his kind of explanations were interesting and gave us a look into his personality. I think we didn't know a lot about the Zen masters. So now we know there are a whole bunch of them and that their magic and wisdom are kind of linked to this cycle of reincarnation. And somehow by killing them off, he'd be endangering that cycle, which I think is interesting. I like the way that the father's telling him that his karma is going to catch up to him, which is obviously a lesson we've seen throughout the show, like evil always loses. So I like that aspect as well. Yeah, I definitely do too. I, I Like you said, even though it is a lot of exposition, I don't think that it's like uncalled for here. I think that it fits right in. This scene definitely works for me. Seeing kind of Yen Lo's logic, or at least, you know, his goal we can kind of see that he's very like revenge oriented. And I think that, you know, despite the fact that he knows at the end of the day, he can't escape the inevitable. He still just kind of wants to take as many people down with him as he can. And I think that that's very fitting. Like, I think it makes sense for where he's at because I feel like without this, we would have been like, so what, like, what is the point? Like, why, what do you, hate him so bad for you know that you can't escape this so what are you trying to do so I like that we get a little bit of knowledge on his thought process here yeah because it's not just a pure revenge narrative right it's a villain with an actual goal which I think makes him a lot stronger as kind of our antagonist as the episode I also do later in the episode when we learn more about it want to talk about this idea of kind of what limbo is but I'll leave that I'll table that for now yeah absolutely and I did enjoy like his kind of reasoning for getting in and out of limbo the way that he figured it out. It feels like because, you know, villains tend to be just as smart as protagonists, you know, as heroes. And the one main downfall, the one main difference, like we've talked about, is that ego and that desire to kind of like take over. They don't have the patience for things. So I do like that we see his smarts here and him kind of figuring out that he's able to get out through the water in the clouds. Like that, that works for me. Yeah, me too. So then we're in the basement and Paige and Phoebe are turning off the water valve and Phoebe tells her that she's almost got them busted and next time to smile and nod when they're together. And Paige says, well, that might work with Piper, but what about this demon that's on the loose? And she eats a lollipop and Phoebe's like, you're right. We may have to fight. Can you levitate? And she says she hasn't tried. And she tells her to try and also to lose the lollipop because she's had enough cavities. Paige puts it down and tries to levitate and falls. And Phoebe says, oh God, you are so bad for my image. And Paige says, Piper is never going to trust me with magic again. She says, Piper won't find out anything as long as we reverse the potion. Paige says, well, I think I figured out how to mix a new batch, but we're all out of powdered toadstool. And Phoebe says, I know where to get some. You stay here, avoid Piper at all costs, and practice my power. You may need it. And she goes and Paige sighs. So I like this part, again, seeing our little B plot of Phoebe and Paige switching souls and switching, or switching bodies and just kind of the difficulty between the two. Paige trying to figure out her powers and kind of <laughs> figure out what to do in this situation and Phoebe doing the same thing pretty much. Yeah, exactly. 
So then in the entryway, the doorbell rings and we see that there's a guy there and Phoebe in Paige's body opens it up and says, can I help you? And he's like, a sense of humor. I really like that in a girl. So are you ready to go, Paige? And then Paige approaches in Phoebe's body and she's like, Mason, hi, how are you? And he's like, I'm fine. Do I know you? And she's like, no, no, but I know you. At least I feel like I know you, seeing as how Paige can't stop talking about you. Mason, the boss's son. He's as cute as you said he was. And Phoebe's like, well, uh, nice to see you. Bye. And then Paige is like, no, wait, aren't you guys going for dinner? Then Mason says, yeah, is Italian okay? And Phoebe, or Paige and Phoebe's body is like, Chinese, you must have Chinese. Chinatown Chinese, even better. Phoebe's like, okay. And Paige hands her her jacket and tells them to have fun. And she's like, keep my face out of the sun. And then the two of them leave. So I like this scene. I think it's really cute. I like Mason. Um, I think he's adorable. And I like his little interactions with Paige and Phoebe here. I like the way they're kind of playing it off. And Paige is obviously trying not to ruin things for herself and setting Phoebe up to go out with him and also get what they need from Chinatown. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a lot of trust to have if I have to like send someone else on the date for me to play myself I'd be like oh god but I guess that's kind of the least of the concerns at the moment true (laughs) so then we're in the parlor and Piper comes down the stairs and asks who was at the door and Paige's Phoebe with a lollipop says just Paige's date and Piper's like she's still going on her date and Paige shrugs and she's like what's with the lollipop And she's like, Paige sort of got me into them. She's like, Phoebe, I gotta be honest. I'm really starting to worry about her. Paige is like, why? What's wrong with Paige? And Piper says, well, first of all, she made me realize I hate being the big sister. And it's suddenly my responsibility to teach her how to be a witch. And she doesn't listen to me. She's like, oh, she listens. Sometimes. Piper's like, really? Because she's got me fooled. And you know what? It's a shame because she might actually have a lot of potential. But the problem is, I don't think she cares about anything. She says, oh no, she cares. I know she does. You just have to give her a chance. I think Paige is the kind of person that needs to learn from her mistakes. And believe me, she's learning fast. And Piper's like, "Mm mm-hmm, and leaves. And Paige sighs and eats the lollipop. So I like this here, kind of, you know, Piper trying to talk to what she thinks is Phoebe here, but it's actually Paige and Paige getting to see Piper's true feelings about her right now. And that we get to see that it's not that Piper hates her, doesn't trust her or anything like that. She just feels like she's not taking things as seriously as Piper would want. But Piper does believe that she has the potential. And I think Paige like kind of appreciates seeing that honest, those honest feelings from Piper. Yeah, this is something she never would have said directly to Paige's face, right? So this is Paige really getting a behind-the-scenes look at kind of what Piper's struggling with in their dynamic and how Piper feels about how things are going. And I think that is making Paige want to learn more and kind of figure things out. Exactly. And I'm glad that it's not too aggressive or anything. Like, it almost seemed last episode that Piper didn't really care to be involved with Paige at all at the time. Not that anyone can blame her and it was nothing against Paige, just more for what she was going through at the time. 
And now we see Piper putting in a little bit of effort and her doubts are more just concerns magically and not so much about Paige herself, which I think is probably a good thing, you know, that she's not sitting here like, I just don't like our sister. <laughs> yeah, I thought she would be better than this. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like it's got to be better and definitely making Paige a little more willing to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we are at the Chinatown shop and Mason doesn't quite get why they're there. And Phoebe and Paige's body is looking around for the powdered toadstool. And then Mason's like, okay, I got to warn you. I'm not into the whole herbal scene. And she's like, oh, neither is Paige, I don't think. And Mason's like, do you always talk about yourself in third person like that? Phoebe's like, it's kind of a character flaw of mine. And he asks what the toadstool's for, and she's like, um, it's an aphrodisiac. He's like, really? My dad was right. He said you were unique, I believe was the word he used. And Phoebe's like, oh yeah, what else did he say about me? Mason's like, he said that if he doesn't hurry up and make you a social worker, you'll probably quit and start your own agency. That or end up in jail. He wasn't sure which one. She's like, sounds like me at that age. And Mason's like, you lost me again. Then Phoebe's like... I'm not showing you a very good time, am I? He's like, I don't know. I mean, we're in Chinatown shopping for a sexual stimulant. I'm surrounded by chicken claws and goat brains. I haven't had this much fun in a long time. And Phoebe's like, come to think of it, neither have I. My boyfriend's not really big on the fun factor lately. And he's like, your boyfriend? She's like, ex-boyfriend. He goes, oh. And then all of a sudden we hear this thunder outside and Phoebe's like, "Uh uh-oh, Yenlo. And he's like, what's that? Another aphrodisiac? And she's like, I gotta go. And then she just leaves him there and walks out and he's very confused. Um, As am I. I mean, how is she getting home? Whose car did they take? Yeah. Maybe he's gonna practice Paige's orbing power. <laughs> I know. Like, imagine they took her car and he's just like stranded. Like, has to find some way to get home. <laughs> or did she just like walk home? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I mean, there's some comedy to this scene. You know, it's an aphrodisiac, all that stuff. Kind of Phoebe learning a little bit more about Paige and who she is in her career and stuff. There are some culturally insensitive comments about what's in the shop. I won't comment too much on that, but, you know, and then the little, your boyfriend, and she's like, oh, ex-boyfriend, kind of Phoebe venting about her coal issues there works for me as well. Yeah, it absolutely does for me too. There definitely is a, a, you know, mostly comedy in this scene. I like, like, Phoebe's face when he's talking about the boss, Mr. Cowan, talking about Paige. Because Phoebe almost seems like like proud of her, just like, oh, like she really is one of us, you know, like I like Phoebe's energy towards uh, Paige in that moment. Yeah, because it's another opportunity for her to like learn more about Paige without asking Paige, right? The same way Paige just learned more about Piper from Piper thinking she was Phoebe in that conversation. Exactly. Exactly. And I like that we get a lot of that in this episode. Me too. So then we're back at the manor in the basement, and Paige jumps from the stairs trying to levitate. Cole shimmers in and watches her try again, and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, just some exercises, levitating exercises. 
He's like, so you've decided to make training your priority. She's like, yes, absolutely. He's like, good, we'll pick up where we left off. She's like, great, cool. He's like, I'll throw a couple of low voltage energy balls at you. You just try to avoid them. She's like, energy balls? And he throws one and hits her and she turns away and then he throws one at her ass. She's like, okay, now that's just rude. I am not having fun. And he's like, fighting the source isn't supposed to be fun. She's like, that's it, pal. You are not the source. And you do not treat your girlfriend this way. Murderers, demons, phone solicitors, maybe, but not your girlfriend. He's like, what's gotten into you? She's like, Paige. I mean, I told Paige how you've been treating me. And she just thinks you're way out of line, buddy. He's like, Phoebe, you're the most important thing in my life. If I don't push you hard, I will lose you. She's like, well, keep pushing her that way and you'll push her right out the door. And he's like, what do you mean her? She's like, I meant me. He's like, you said her. She's like, did I? Well, I'm just very angry, you know, because, well, you tore my dog bra and now I just, I have to go change. And she leaves. So I do like this little scene. Again, with them kind of overplaying Paige's childlikeness where she's like, okay, pal. And like, that's it, buddy. You know what I mean? Like Paige does not talk like that. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't quite fit, but you know, you see where what they're going for and it is what it is. But I do like this Paige kind of defending her sister and kind of coming at her. Like you said, we both understand, or we all understand He's doing it to protect her and try to prepare her for the source. But Phoebe, because of that, would probably never actually call him out, whereas Paige will. And that's a very sisterly trait of her. And I like that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you're more likely to accept certain behaviors from someone you love, whereas your sibling is going to be there to stand up for you and be like, hey, this is not right. You need to fucking stop. Right. Exactly. Like, there's... It's so weird how we do that, how we do have that mentality where it's a lot easier for us to take it for ourselves rather than to see it happening to somebody else, you know, that we care about, especially. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if Cole might be on to the fact that something is off with Phoebe here. I know, I wonder. So now we are up in the attic and we see that the window is slightly open and there's this puddle of water forming on the floor. And Piper and Leo are by the book, and she hasn't found anything about getting into limbo. And Ling is holding a small bowl of water, and Leo's worried about Yenlo losing, using it as a portal. But she says that it's too small for him to pass through. And then Piper asks what it is that she's doing. And she says, my father could use water as a looking glass into other worlds. Once when I was young, he reached into a bowl of water and picked me a plum from the Garden of Eden. And Leo's like, can you see your father now? And Enling says, no, I only see water. I wish he were here. He'd know what to do. And Leo says that he's going to check with the elders, and then he orbs out. And Enling is like, sometimes I think Yenlo was right. My father made the wrong choice. Yenlo was always the better student. Piper says, oh, I doubt that. You beat him in battle. And she's like, but I didn't kill him. I made him stronger. Strong enough to remove my father's magic and wisdom from the world. I don't feel worthy of following in his footsteps. And Piper sits down and she's like, I understand. I recently lost my big sister, who was pretty good at just about everything she did. Very tough shoes to fill. Then Anling asks her where she found the strength. And Piper's like, I haven't yet. 
but I'll let you know when I do. And they smile at each other and Piper looks over at the window and says, come on, with all this rain, we have to protect the house from Yenlo. And they head downstairs, but then he appears from the puddle on the floor with his sword drawn. So I really like this scene. I mean, the beginning, I feel like it's just kind of a little bit of exposition, but I like the way that we really see the connection between Piper and Enling in this scene, the way that Piper, of course, is stepping into that mentor role, which is new to her. And she previously was the one who was learning things and didn't feel that confident in herself previously as a witch. And now she kind of takes on this role of head witch, which obviously is what will happen with and Ling, if her father passes away, she'll become the new Zen master. Exactly. I like that we get to see the kind of connection and both of them feeling that insecurity of like, it's it's big shoes to fill. And it's not going to be as easy to fall into that place. But either way, I think we'll see them both kind of learn to adjust, no matter how insecure they feel about the situation. Yeah, definitely. So then we go down to the parlor and Phoebe walks in and takes off her hat and jacket. Yenlo watches her from the stairway. Then Cole walks in from the living room and Phoebe jumps and says he scared her. And Yenlo hides and Cole says, sorry, didn't mean to. With the rain outside and everyone on Yenlo alert. She says, yeah, Yenlo, that's why I rushed home. He says, you're chilled here put this on and starts to like give her his jacket and she's like uh you keep it and he gets really close to her it's giving me flashbacks to Prue and Cole last season Seriously. <laughs> he's like I'm sorry am I making you feel uncomfortable she's like no of course not I was just wondering what Phoebe would think about this and he's like Phoebe she's like yeah your girlfriend Phoebe remember he's like yeah, you see, the problem with Phoebe is she's so obsessed with training. She's not interested in romance anymore. She's like, that's not true. I mean, she, he's like, you, on the other hand, strike me as being full of passion, desire. I miss that. She's like, I gotta go. And he kisses her. And that's when Paige comes down the stairs and sees this. And Phoebe flips him onto the ground and is like, how could you do this to me? He's like, oh, come on. I'm just trying to have a little fun, Phoebe. Isn't that what you were complaining about me not doing? She's like, yeah, but I never meant for, did you just call me Phoebe? And he points to Paige and he's like, would you rather I kissed her? And she's like, no. And they get up and Paige is like, you know, how do you know? And he's like, well, for one thing, you suck at levitating. And for another, you set me straight about the way I've been treating the real Phoebe as only a sister could. And Phoebe's like, you did? And she says, someone had to. Cole says that he's going to go and let them work it out and tells Phoebe, when you're yourself again, give me a call. We'll have some fun. And he like kind of grabs her ass and then shimmers out. And Phoebe's like, okay, we've got to get back into our own bodies. I am even getting confused. I love this scene. I mean, I know it's not necessary at all, but I think it just fits so perfectly. It's so entertaining. We get to see, I mean, obviously we see Yen Lo as they're watching. That's kind of like the drama of the scene. But aside from that, it's mostly comedy and Cole messing with Phoebe and Paige. I absolutely loved it. I just love seeing Cole messing with people again. It's bringing me back to his season three personality. And I just, I love it. I think it's so funny. I think it's so 
well delivered. I think all the actors do a really good job in this scene. And I just love the quickness between them. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, aside from that, whether or not Phoebe's in someone else's body, I'd still like be like, ew, you just grabbed Paige's body's ass technically. Yeah, that's what was weird because he still like kissed Paige and like grabbed her ass, which is awkward. But like, (laughs) I think that's why Phoebe was like, now even I'm getting confused. Like, this is just weird. Yeah, the things were definitely getting like, okay, well... (laughs) Things are a little odd here, but either way, like we said, it was still a very entertaining scene. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and obviously, we see Yenlo is in the house exactly. and on the watch. Yeah, he's ready. I'm glad he gave them time to have this funny scene, though. He kept hitting. <laughs> Me too. We got that moment, and like, How where'd polite. he go? Where'd he go when Paige came down the stairs? Right, because like Paige came down the stairs, but he was there. Like it just. <laughs> Plot sake. <laughs> Plot sake. So then we move to the kitchen and and Ling yells for Piper to look out as she gets thrown to the table. And then Anne Ling pulls out the dragon blade and her and Yen Lo start fighting. Then Piper tells Phoebe to stop him as they all walk into the room. And then he knocks the blade out from Anne Ling's hand. And Paige and Phoebe's body starts levitating but just spinning in circles uncontrollably. Then Yenlo jumps onto the counter and into the sink water to disappear. And Phoebe helps Paige down. And Piper calls for Leo to heal Anne Ling. And she's like, you two follow me while Leo heals her. So, I mean, obviously this is setting up the fact that he got away again. And now he has the dragon blade, which is obviously needed for the next part of the plot. We get that obviously Piper is going to have to find out what's going on now because them switching bodies just got in the way and almost got their innocent killed. Exactly. So then we go to the conservatory and Piper's like, okay, what the hell is going on? And Phoebe says, I was soaking some potion pots in the sink and I forgot to drain them. And she's like, that is not what I mean. I smell something witchy. Phoebe, what is wrong with your powers? And they both look down and she's like, Phoebe. And Phoebe raises her hand as Paige and says, I'm over here. Paige says, don't get mad at her. This is all my fault. She's like, yeah, but Paige, I agreed to keep it secret. She says, yeah, but I was the one who messed up the potion. I wasn't concentrating. I just guessed. And Piper says, oh my God, you guys switched bodies? Are you out of your minds? With everything we have going on, you pull a stunt like this? Phoebe says, it was an accident. Piper says, accidents like that get people killed. We could have lost an innocent in there. What if it wasn't Yenlo? What if it was the source that broke in? You could have gotten us all killed. Now we've lost our shot at Yenlo. We have no idea how to get to Limbo. Wait a minute. Do you remember what you put in that potion to switch bodies? And Paige says, Phoebe just picked up the ingredient we were missing. And Piper says, good, let's go. So we see Piper has a little plan here. I like this energy between them, like Piper's kind of realization as they're talking between each other and trying to defend each other, like her just getting pissed off, very mom-like, like we were talking about earlier. But I'm excited to see what her realization is here. Me too. And I really do like the Paige and Phoebe dynamic, the way they are sticking up for each other and not letting either one get in trouble. It feels very sisterly. And I like that that bond is already forming between them. 
absolutely like the way they try to defend each other or protect each other in that way where even Paige is like don't get mad at her this is my fault even though she didn't want Piper to know in the beginning I do I do enjoy seeing that between the two of them it seems like a connection building you know yeah definitely so now we move back to the kitchen and everyone's together they're mixing the potion and Paige and Phoebe say I want to be me again as they throw the last ingredient into the pot and hold hands Then their souls return to their own bodies, and Piper's like, so the only person who knows how to enter Limbo is in Limbo himself, and since we can't get to Anling's father down there, my plan is to bring him up here, or at least his soul. And Leo's like, wait, you want to swap souls with Anling's father? And she's like, well, he's the only one who knows how to get in. Besides, it's the best way to surprise Yen Lo. They say it's too risky, there's got to be another way, and... Piper's like, did the elders have any other ideas? And Leo says, no. She's like, then there's not another way. So she takes the ingredients from Phoebe and throws it in and says, I want to be the Zen master. And then we see that their souls swap. And as the father comes up, he starts looking around and he realizes what happened and says, you have a very brave sister. And Anling is like, father? He says, yes, Anling, I'm here. We don't have much time. Where is the dragon blade? And she says that she used it to fight Yen Lo, but he knocked it out of her hand. And then they ask if Phoebe picked it up. And she's like, no, Paige, did you? And nobody has seen it. And then the father's like, so who has the dragon blade? So as we already know, Yen Lo has it, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's them kind of starting to piece that together. This scene is really smart plot-wise. I like what Piper came up with. It makes a lot of sense to me. I like the way that Leo kind of wants to keep her safe and tries to get her to come up with a different plan, but she goes for it anyway. And of course, you know, just that little interaction and reuniting between Enling and her father is very cute. Yeah, I definitely think that it's adorable. Um, This whole scene works for me, kind of the conclusion the resolution of the b plot of them switching bodies and then piper's idea i do think it's very smart so then we go to limbo where yenlo is holding the dragon blade and he's like what happened old man and piper says i don't know what happened he goes i was telling you how i stole the dragon blade from your useless daughter when you blacked out he's like i did i mean i did if you say so and he's like who are you And Piper says, I am one with the universe. (laughs) And he laughs. He goes, you think you can fool me? I was his disciple for 20 years. Anling doesn't have the power to switch souls. So you must be one of the witches, which means Anling and her father will come to rescue you. The question is, how are they going to get your soul back when I've got it? And the dragon blade glows green and he holds it up to Piper and her soul goes in. So again, another funny scene. This was exactly the one I was talking about when she's like trying to pretend like she's the Zen master. Like that would be me trying to pretend to be you. (laughs) I just imagine me as you're like, you know, as the teacher that you are. And I'd just be like, "Um, yeah, (laughs) like I'm one with the universe. (laughs) So I do think that's a little funny scene, very Piper, very sarcastic, and um, it does work for me here. Yeah, and I like the way that both Holly and this actor kind of play each other. I think it's done well, and I think it's really cute and funny. Absolutely. 
And then aside from that, I'm definitely just looking forward to see how they plan on getting Piper and the father back. And of course, taking care of Yenlo. Yes. So then we moved to the attic at the manor and all that they found was the cover to the dragon blade. So they realized that Yenlo must have it. And then the father opens a portal in the puddle and sees himself passed out. And he realizes that Yenlo captured Piper's soul. And Leo's like, what does that mean? How do we get Piper back? And Anling says, we need to get the dragon blade away from Yenlo. Then Phoebe says, okay, so what are we waiting for? Show us the way. And Anling thinks that she should go alone. She says, Piper did this for me to save my father's life. And Paige says, no, she's our sister. We'll all go. Adorable. And then the father says, is that what you were fighting to save my life? She says, of course, father. When we bring you back, their white lighter can heal your wound. He's a miracle worker. I've seen him. And Leo smiles and the father says, you're right, we should all go. But it is a different realm down there with new rules. Yenlo has had time to learn and adjust. And Leo says, fine, then let's go. And the father says, if you go, you risk being pulled into the vortex. Who would heal our injuries? And Phoebe says, he's right, Leo, you should stay here. Then the father jumps in, then Anne Ling, and then Paige and Phoebe jump in as well. So the scene is, I mean, mostly set up. I do really like the dynamics between everyone here. I think it fits everyone's character. I like the way that her father seems disappointed that her goal is to save him. Um, I think that that's another lesson he has to teach her, which we will, spoiler to the end of the episode, see come up later on. So I do like that they're introducing that idea here and kind of the planting the seed that he doesn't view his life as important, right? He views this nature and the natural order as important, which of course is his job as this Zen master. Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely see kind of a difference between their mindsets. I don't think she quite realizes yet exactly what's going through his mind. And we will see a little bit later what his thought process is and what he thinks is the right way to go about things. But as of now, we kind of see like disappointment from him in the sense of like, he thinks this isn't what she should be valuing. And one way or the other, they're all going to save Piper and kind of figure this situation all out with Yenlo. So then we're in limbo. They arrive walking out of a cave. Paige and Phoebe hold hands, then run towards Piper. Paige asks where the dragon blade is, and Father tells her to be quiet. He and Anne Ling close their eyes, and Yenlo jumps in behind them. Phoebe yells to look out, and they duck. And Anne Ling knocks the sword out of his hand, but gets knocked to the ground. Father goes flying towards the vortex, and Anne Ling runs over to help. Paige says, look, Yenlo's belt, and the dragon blade orbs into her hand. She's like, I didn't even call for it. It just happened. Phoebe says, our powers must be expanded here. You get Piper's soul out of the dragon blade. I'm going to keep Yenlo busy. And she walks over to him, and he's like, oh, it's you. Black Belt Barbie. Phoebe says, you're going to be sorry you said that. And she levitates and kicks him into a rock. And Paige says, Phoebe, what do I do? She says, I don't know. Use your powers. Orb her soul. So Paige starts focusing and Phoebe jumps up onto the rock. Her and Yenlo start fighting and Paige puts Piper's soul back into his body and Yenlo and Phoebe keep fighting. He hits her hard and Paige says, we've got to do something. Piper says, like what? I don't have power in this body. And Yenlo kicks Phoebe off the rock to the ground and she goes, 
oh, my ankle, I think it's twisted. I need a timeout. And he jumps down and says, a timeout? This will be easier than I thought. He goes to get the sword and she says, for me too. Paige? And she orbs the dragon blade to her and Phoebe stabs him with it and his soul goes in. So this is a really great fight scene. I like the setup here, the way everyone kind of comes out of nowhere. I like the way that their powers are so amplified and they're learning how to use them here. I like seeing Paige's reactions to the way her power has grown in Limbo. I also like the way Phoebe uses what she learned about evil from practicing with Cole earlier, that she could kind of use this trick of pretending she's hurt when he obviously won't care about that to get him close so that she can stab him. So that was really smart thinking on Phoebe's part. Yeah, they definitely used some smart moves here. I like that they kind of all played their own role. Like Phoebe had her little fight scene with Yen Lo. Piper was coming back into the father's body and Paige just like trying to figure out what she should do to help this situation. They all kind of played their own role. And I really enjoyed seeing that. And like, again, one of those chaotic scenes that ends up turning out really well for the siblings, you know? Yeah, definitely. I also do want to bring up the fact that I think Yan Lo is a misogynist. Um, the way he refers to Phoebe as Black Belt Barbie. And that also leads to me wondering, like, is the real reason he was upset that Anling beat him out because she's a woman? So I wondered about that too for his character. I wouldn't doubt it. I kind of got the vibe from the start. It probably has to do with not only the fact that he feels like, oh, you only chose her because she's your daughter, but also like, oh, she's a woman, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I think that I definitely see that in him as well. So then we see that the vortex from earlier changes from a whirling pool to a peaceful cloud or to peaceful clouds and stops pulling the father and endling towards it. And the wasteland turns into like this beautiful garden. And everyone looks around and Paige says, oh my God, it's so beautiful. What happened? Then Piper in her own body says, beats the hell out of me. And the father approaches An Ling and says, the natural order of things has been restored, including our souls. And Piper says, but how? And he says, this was all a reflection on Yen Lo's fears, a man afraid of crossing over. In truth, this is a peaceful place, welcoming. And then An Ling says, we need to get you home and heal your wound. And he says, no, I was mortally wounded. It's my time to die, to be reborn. And she says, their white lighter can heal. The father says, Anne Lang, you know better than to cling to the physical world the way you clung to my hand at the bridge. She says, but you're my father. He says, I'm not greater or less than anyone facing death. But that's the only lesson that keeps you from being a true Zen master. And then he turns to everyone and says, death is a part of life, a transition, a rebirth something that your young friends here have learned recently. And then Phoebe hands him the dragon blade, and he says, yes, Yen Lo must be reborn too. It is the only natural order of things. Then he walks onto the bridge, and An Ling says, I love you. And he's like, I'll always love you, An Ling. Then he walks over to the portal and disappears in as they all watch. Then Paige says, does anyone know how to leave here, as they're all kind of emotional about this moment? And An Ling nods and says, I think I know how to do it now. And then they all take hands and float up to the clouds together. So this is a really sweet ending. Um, it, it is one of those episodes that really beats the lesson over your head and really spells it out for you so that you can't kind of mistake it at all. Absol 
absolutely. I can't lie. That's definitely what's going on here. But I do think that it, you know, it comes across very sweet, very emotional. And they all kind of have the same realization at the end about, you know, death being a part of life. Yeah. And I did like getting to see kind of the father act out this speech. So I didn't hate it, even though it was very like over your head. I agree. So then we move to the final scene of the episode. We're at a park and Piper and Paige are walking and talking about different flowers and herbs and their purposes, either magical or cooking wise. Phoebe and Leo are waiting by a picnic that's set up and Piper says she got every answer right. And Phoebe's like, yay. And Leo says, so what inspired the turnaround? And Paige says, well, I kind of liked the power boost I had in limbo. So it kind of made me want to work harder, faster. And Phoebe says, well, don't be in too big a hurry. Trust me, you want to fight like hell to keep a life separate from magic. And Piper says, here, here. And Phoebe says, and having a guy around like Mason is not such a bad thing. And Paige says, oh, you liked him? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's too bad. He canceled on me for tonight. He said I was trying too hard and that I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. Leo says, so much for impressing the boss, huh? And she says, well, I can take comfort in the fact that he canceled on Phoebe and not me. And Phoebe throws something at her. And that's when Cole shimmers in. And Leo says, well, here comes your personal trainer from hell. And she gets up and walks over to him and says, hi. And he says, wait a minute, who are you? And she kisses him and he says, I know, Paige. And she laughs and asks what's on their training schedule for the day. And he says that they can have a private picnic of their own. She says, but what about training? I have to be ready for the source. And he says, I know, I know, but not right now. Right now, I was thinking I could take you to this great little picnic spot in the south of France. And they kiss and shimmer out. And I just want to say Phoebe's outfit in this scene is one of my favorite Phoebe outfits of all time. I think it's so adorable, like her little skirt and top here. No, I absolutely agree. I thought it was very cute. I was actually thinking that because I like just finished the episode and I was actually going to say that as we were recording. But (laughs) I saw that you wrote it in the notes and I thought that was really funny. But I do like this little wrap up. I like the way that Paige is very much falling into their little family dynamic. The same way it was kind of the power of four last season with Leo and them. Now it's kind of Paige falling into that right away. I think it's really cute. I like the way that Cole is learning that it doesn't have to be all business all the time. And I like the way that Paige is learning to take magic more seriously as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean... I feel like we got a lot out of this episode, definitely a shift from last episode, but in a lot of good ways, you know, we saw Paige coming into her powers a little bit more, learning a little bit more, and Piper also accepting her a little bit more while we see Phoebe working harder and all of them working towards the goal of the source, which again, we can assume is going to be a big factor in this season. And of course, I like the way that they connected each other's emotions and difficulties with Prue's loss through Anling and her father. Yeah, definitely. I love that the season keeps reminding us of Prue, like she's very much gone, but not forgotten, which I'm happy to see. Yeah, definitely. Me too. I 100% agree. I'm glad that we haven't quite let go of her yet. And I don't think that any of us are ready to anyway. Yeah, definitely. 
I will say overall, I love this episode. I've always enjoyed it, but I never thought of it as a like important episode in the season storyline, but I actually think it is really important in developing their family dynamic and Paige's character. So I actually do think it's a key episode, even if it might not seem like it on the surface. Yeah, I definitely, after analyzing it like we have, I think I came to the same conclusions. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season four, episode five, Size Matters.